And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Happy Friday, everybody. First week back has been a rough one for me. I can't seem to uh, to get in the groove. Or, I, I don't know. I think there's some, some health issues happening. But um, nonetheless, it's still at least Friday. So we get to do open lines at 4 o'clock. That means you get to call and talk about anything that you want. I uh, fixed the resolution issue on the live stream with the new software, so the resolution appears to be working properly, and everything seems to look the way that it is supposed to look. Uh, if you are able, go to rumble.com slash Casey, the host, hit that subscribe button and hang out with us on a regular basis. We should be back to the early show next week, uh, so the construction appears to be winding down upstairs, and hopefully I will be able to broadcast next week. All right. Uh, let's see. Deutsche Bank is forecasting that Germans are going to have to chop wood to stay warm this winter. Hey, green energy win right there, ladies and gentlemen. Nothing is more environmentally friendly like cutting down trees and burning it in your fireplace. The German delegation, remember, reacted to Donald Trump. Uh, was it 2018, I believe it was, when he told them that, look, you guys are relying on Russia too much and it's going to bite you in the backside. We played you that audio not that long ago, and the entire German delegation, there's like four or five people that were sitting there just laughing at him because they didn't believe it. News media in the United States and in Europe attacked Trump over that, and now, of course, they're starting to do everything they can to open up fossil fuels. They're saying now that they're running low on energy, and that is because their green energy initiatives uh, were not good enough. France is, is also starting to abandon some of their uh, green energy initiatives, and they're going back to, well, what is actually green energy, nuclear. And, you know, the, the here's the thing. There's a lot of people who don't know anything about nuclear. There's a lot of people who haven't known about nuclear for a long time. Uh, this was a big, huge issue when I was in Las Vegas because of Yucca Mountain. Now, for those of you who don't know what Yucca Mountain is, Yucca Mountain is where they were going to bury all of the nuclear waste that had been accrued in the United States. So they were going to bury it in Yucca Mountain. Uh, so it became like a whole giant thing, and it was you know a years-long battle. It was a whole deal about it. Politics took over. The science went down by the wayside. But the important thing is, is that now we don't have to worry about nuclear waste. There isn't any nuclear waste with these new reactors. That's the beauty of it. And you don't have to worry about, you know, like Blinky the fish on The Simpsons who's got three eyeballs and that sort of stuff. We don't have to worry about that stuff anymore because the, the advancements in the technology, it is totally clean. It is the safest form of energy that we have. And, of course, it's environmentally friendly. And the capacity for it to produce energy is unmatched. It's not even remotely close. And I always have to remind people that, you know, we stick nuclear reactors on warships for a reason. And if it were really as dangerous as what some people are trying to say, we wouldn't do that. Uh, but obviously there are, you know, a history of a couple of accidents. Most of those accidents were from, you know, really terrible designs. And those designs aren't even around anymore. We've learned from those things. And, and nuclear is really the, the future. If, if we don't get on that bandwagon, we are going to find ourselves in some big issues. So Germany is now saying that, well, I shouldn't say Germany. Deutsche Bank is basically predicting that German households are going to probably need to chop wood in order to stay warm. Uh, this could be a problem because I think a lot of German households actually got rid of their fireplaces. So we'll see how that actually shakes out. But nonetheless, not a not a ringing endorsement of the German energy policies that they have mocked the United States and former President Donald Trump about uh, for all of these years. I have told you something for a long time. And I feel like I, I need to tell you again because there's new information that's come out about this. And I know that we just had Amazon uh, Prime Day. 
and which is two days. So for those of you who do not know, I have told you for years, don't buy a Ring doorbell camera. You need to avoid any Ring product, period. And they're not the only one, but they're the most egregious abuser. And there's a here's the thing. The feature set is great. Don't get me wrong. The convenience of having it is great. Don't get me wrong. There's a major problem with Amazon spying on you. And they do it with their devices, with their passive listening, and their super pinky promises that they're not going to be listening into your conversations while admitting that they have to listen into your conversations in order to go ahead and be able to provide you the services that those devices provide. Yes, I know that many of your cell phones do similar things, but Ring camera is where things go an extra step. Amazon's Ring gave a record amount of doorbell footage to the government in 2021. And they did so without warrants. And they did so without notifying the customers. And they did so in violation of their own privacy policy that they say they adhere to for the customer. Now, Ring is owned by Amazon. This is an Amazon product. And this is not the first time that Ring has been caught doing this. Remember when Ring told you that they weren't listening to your conversations or anything like that? And then they were forced to admit that they were, in fact, listening to your conversations and that they were, in fact, storing those conversations Remember that? That was, what, three, four, five years ago, something like that? I think it was before COVID. So this is just the latest iteration of Ring doorbell cameras just violating your privacy. Now, there's going to be a good chunk of you out there that probably go, well, it doesn't really matter all that much. The doorbell's on the outside, you know, whatever. I don't really care. You have to understand that there's still a device on the inside of your house, too. Ring, the maker of Internet-connected video doorbells and security cameras, said in its latest transparency report that it turned over a record amount of doorbell footage and other information to U.S. authorities last year. The Amazon-owned company said in two biannual reports covering 2021 that it received 3,147 legal demands, which is an increase of about 65% on the year earlier, up from 1,900 legal demands in 2020. So in 2020, they got legal demands, about 1,900 of them from the government. In 2021, that shot up to 3,147. So the government is saying, hey, uh, your customer has a ring camera. Uh, We want that footage. More than 85% of the legal demands processed were by way of court-issued search warrants. 85%. You know what that means? It means 15% of them weren't allowing ring to turn over both information about a ring user and video footage from those accounts. Okay. So you get a court-issued search warrant. I think most of us are going to probably be somewhat okay with that. You get a court-issued search warrant, and 85% of those inquiries to Amazon were because of a court search warrant. And Amazon, at that point, because of the search warrant, turns over the footage and the information on whoever is the account holder for that particular camera. Ring said it turned over user content in response to about four out of ten demands that it received during the year. So about 40%. 40% of the time, Ring will turn over your footage, okay? Transparency reports allow U.S. companies to disclose the number of legal law orders that they are given over a particular time period. This is TechCrunch, by the way. Often six months or a year. But Ring has been criticized for having unusually cozy relationships with about 2,200 police departments around the United States, allowing police to request video doorbell camera footage from homeowners. Now, I have told you about this before when it comes to surveillance cameras. This was a a proposal in South Bend a while ago. It has been a proposal in Michigan. We've given you an update on the Michigan uh, program just actually within the last two months, I think. 
you start having these programs from local police departments that start off as voluntary, and they usually start off with just businesses. So local law enforcement, in an effort to need surveillance footage, if you have a a surveillance system on your business, they would like you to voluntarily give them access to your surveillance system, which means if you're a business, you're Acme Co., right? And you've got the police department comes by and they go, hey, you're kind of in an area that we would like to monitor. Can we have access to your security system? It's totally voluntary, and we're only going to use it when it's uh, super necessary with Peaky Promise, right? They give you the double thumbs up and the, and the Buddy Christ smile. And like, eh, we, we promise we're just only going to use it for good, for good. We're not going to use it for evil. And you go, okay, I want to help local law enforcement. And what happens is they can get into your system and look at the footage from your system whenever they want. Now, there's a lot of businesses who don't care about that because the cameras are pointed outwards. It's on a commercial street, that sort of thing. The problem is, is that they have now expanded those programs to residential areas, and they're asking residents to do the same thing. So here's what ends up happening. Eventually, the residents don't want to do it anymore, and then the police department decides that they're going to start going through the legal process of now mandating it, saying it's not... We're losing angles in this neighborhood that we deem necessary for our job and to be able to protect the constituents of our city. And this person and that person and that person who have surveillance systems will not allow us to see their footage. And then it becomes compulsory. They've done this a lot in the state of Michigan. Entire cities are required to turn over their surveillance systems to local law enforcement in Michigan. This is something that is now developing all across the country. So as more people are now getting surveillance systems and cameras that are connected to the Internet, all local law enforcement and, of course, federal law enforcement have to do is be able to gain access to that system. And a lot of people are willing to do this on a voluntary basis in certain areas, but a lot of folks don't want their backyard being fully accessible to law enforcement or some government bureaucracy. If they're in their backyard, whether they've got a spa they want to have a romantic night or whatever. That footage is fully available to anybody now if you are opted into this system, okay? Now, the reason that I bring that up, even though that's separate from this topic, is they will merge. And Ring has been criticized for being willing if a police department calls him up and says, hey, man, can uh, we have, like, uh, Joe Schmo over there at, you know, 1919, whatever street, can we have his uh, security camera footage, the front, the back, you know, anything else? And Ring is basically going, you know, a good chunk of the time, about 15% of the time, yeah, man, no problem. Just, just so we're clear, you don't have a warrant, though, right? No, nah, we don't have a warrant. All right, cool. We'll still give you the footage. No, not a big deal. Now, what if that person hasn't committed any crime? What if that person has had a romantic encounter with their spouse in their backyard, in their spa? The police department has access to all of that. So Ring said that it, has, it also notified 648 users during the year that their user information had been requested by law enforcement. Okay, well, I'm sorry. Don't you think that's a bit of a problem? If you had 3,147 legal demands for that footage, but Ring only notified 648 users, I'm sorry, that's problematic. And it's also a violation of Ring's own terms of service because Ring promises to tell you that if... They have to turn any of your footage over. You're going to get notified. But they're not doing it. There's more to this. We'll talk about this coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel.
And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. I have told you many times before not to buy a ring doorbell camera. I'm not telling you not to get a doorbell camera. I just don't recommend that you get a ring doorbell camera. They are not interested in protecting your privacy. And that is a that is a big concern. And there's going to still be a couple of people out there who somehow have in a zombie-esque way, walked their way through the past several years, and they're going to be like, well, if you're not doing anything wrong, it doesn't matter if law enforcement takes security camera footage of your home. Have you not been paying attention to what's been happening over the past several years? Because we've got banks turning over information on people who are not even accused of a crime. We've got a guy from Granger who was just detained by the Coast Guard without a warrant for crying out loud. We've got a bunch of this stuff happening all over the country and have even before COVID, but it just it expanded throughout the entire COVID nonsense. When you start allowing this stuff to happen, you're setting precedent. You can't allow it to happen. If there is a legitimate court order and a judge has taken a look at evidence and said, all right, this is probably a bad person, go get the ring camera footage or something of that nature, that's different. I'm not, re- I'm not referring to that. I'm not talking about that. We are simply talking about private citizens minding their own business, all of a sudden having their footage being turned over, their conversations being turned over. For no reason other than somebody politely asked and Amazon's like, yeah, okay, not not a problem. So once again, just reminding you here, in 2021, there were 3,147 legal demands for footage, okay, which is an increase of 65% from the previous year. Ring camera continues to be extremely popular. It's not the only one on the market. It's not even considered the best one on the market, but I digress. They they notified only 648 users during that year. So only 648 people out of the over 3,100 were actually told by Ring that law enforcement was looking at their footage. Now, Ring says in their, in their terms of service that they're going to notify all users before disclosing their information um, unless it is prohibited by way of a secrecy order. But there doesn't appear to be over 3,100 secrecy orders here. In a new breakout, Ring also revealed that it received 2,774 preservation orders, which allow police departments and law enforcement agencies to ask Amazon, not demand, ask, to preserve a user's account for up to six months to allow the requesting agency to gather enough information for a court-issued order, such as a search warrant. Uh Uh-huh. That could be legally problematic. Uh, There's a couple of lawyers who analyzed this yesterday on, on social media, and there's a couple of really good ones uh, that I recommend people watch, but one of them was going through it yesterday, and he's like, yeah, this is legally problematic. There's no actual information here that would warrant keeping that information. The police don't have enough to get a warrant. Police don't have enough data whatsoever to get this footage, and yet they're just politely asking Amazon to hold on to it just in case they do get evidence in the future. So Amazon is basically telling their user the person who pays them, not only for the device, but for the monthly fee, because it's not free, right? They're basically taking their their customer and saying, yeah, screw you guys, we're going to preserve all your information for law enforcement, because they may come back in six months and actually take your data. There's no legal justification for law enforcement to have access to that data now, but they just made a polite request. Amazon executive Brian Huseman told lawmakers in a letter on, on uh, published on Wednesday, that Ring shared doorbell footage at least 11 times with U.S. authorities so far in 2022 without the consent of the device's owner. So keep in mind, this is, you know, to U.S. authorities and 
all that encompasses that. Ring has turned it over at least 11 times. It's probably more than that, but at least 11 times without notifying the, the owner of the device whatsoever. According to the letter, Amazon said that it made a good faith determination that there was an imminent danger of death or serious physical injury to a person requiring disclosure of information without delay. Once again, we're talking about a private company here making its own determination that something should be handed over to law enforcement and that the owner of the device should not be told about it. Under emergency disclosure orders, companies can respond with data when a requesting agency doesn't have the time to obtain a court order. Ring has not yet revealed how many times it has disclosed user data under emergency circumstances in previous years, including its most recent transparency report. This is concerning. Now, when you go through Ring's terms of service, and a couple of lawyers have done this, uh, when you go through their terms of service, Ring is violating their own terms of service. So you've got a breach of contract now, at least with the people who have been you know, violated in this way. So you get to a situation where you buy the device, you sign up for their monthly monitoring, right? And you have that user agreement, and in that user agreement, you know, Ring promises to do certain things, and right now, when it comes to this, they're not adhering to their own terms of service, which they know they can get away with because, well, frankly, you didn't read them anyway. So now we're starting to get to the point where people are getting lawyers and people are going to go after Ring again. But like I said, this is not the first time that Ring has been caught violating the privacy of their customers. And I would encourage you, if you're going to get a doorbell camera, and it's a decent thing to have on your house, I'm not saying that you shouldn't get one. I'm just saying maybe you don't get an Amazon product for that because they have a history of violating their own terms of service and they have a history of violating your privacy. And oftentimes they do so without any legal standard being met by law enforcement whatsoever. And if you're a private company and you have paying customers, I'm sorry, but you need a little bit more to turn over information and allow police to do an investigation on somebody when police don't have enough evidence to get a warrant themselves. If they have a warrant, fine. Turn the information over. That means law enforcement has a case. That means law enforcement went through the proper channels, went to the court system, and the court said, yeah, there's enough concern here. Go ahead and and hold this data. Get that footage. Ordering Amazon not to delete the footage for six months or whatever it is. At least it came from a judge's bench. That's not what they're doing. Police are just calling up, and not just police, but federal agencies are just calling up Amazon and be like, yeah, man, uh, we don't like so-and-so over there. Can you, like, hold on to his footage for six months and, you know, give us access to it and everything else? And, And oftentimes, Amazon's like, yeah, totally. Without any evidence whatsoever of any wrongdoing. And considering everything that happened all the way back through the Trump administration and everything else where they were lying about it and... Uh, You know, police were raiding innocent people. You can go back to the Obama administration where journalists had their homes raided and their computers hacked into. Talk to Cheryl Ackeson about this. You know, things that were unjustifiable abuses of authority that required the cooperation of a tech company, oftentimes without evidence and without warrants. This is the type of thing that you need to be very, very concerned about. If they were all warranted, that'd be a different story, but that's not the case. So, My polite suggestion to you one more time is, if you want a doorbell camera, get one with a Loctite privacy policy and don't get Amazon Ring.
We got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel, MNC News Time is 3.32. Time to check out Impress Jewelry Creations, creating meaningful jewelry for the moments that last a lifetime. Boy, this story about this 10-year-old rape victim just continues to get more and more bizarre. There's a reason that I teased this today. At the end of the show yesterday, we had several updates just kind of like roll through the news feed. And, you know, just going back in time, we've got an abortion doctor in Indiana, in Indianapolis, an abortion doctor who claims that a girl had to leave Ohio, 10 years old, rape victim, got impregnated by her attacker, had to leave Ohio and come to Indiana to get an abortion because Ohio wouldn't allow a 10-year-old rape victim to get an abortion. The attorney general for the state of Ohio says that's not true. A 10-year-old rape victim would absolutely legally be allowed to get an abortion. Also, he said, we don't have any information that this case is real. Nobody could corroborate it. No official government authorities could corroborate it. Uh, There was no journalist who could corroborate it. Absolutely nobody could corroborate this story. And the attorney general of Ohio is telling everybody, like, we've looked. We can't find a single speck of evidence on this being a real story. And it got to the point where even the Washington Post is like, we don't think this is real. So what ends up happening is we find out that this doctor in Indiana has previously been accused of hiding abortions of underage rape victims. And this is something that she is required to report to the state. So if this happened, she didn't report it to the state, allegedly, which means she would have broken Indiana law if she, in fact, did provide this abortion. Then just this weird thing. The moment after everybody basically determined that this was not a real story, we get a suspect who has been arrested and is admitted to doing it. And this suspect happens to be an illegal alien. So naturally, the story goes nice and quiet as people were originally just attacking, you know, any any state or anybody who was pro-life. They were just attacking them as wanting, you know, 10-year-olds to have to, you know, give birth to their rapist child and that sort of thing, which isn't a real thing. That's not that's not what the law says. But beyond that, um, I, I mentioned as this was breaking, I, it's a guarantee you Joe Biden's not going to open his mouth about this guy being an illegal immigrant. Guarantee you that Democrat politicians are not going to mention that part at all. You know, the reality is if this guy wasn't allowed into the country, this girl would not have been attacked. But he turns himself in. He admits to doing it. So now it turns into a whole, ah, the case is real, but we're not going to really talk about it because this guy's an illegal alien. And then we had this really extra bizarre turn yesterday. The mother's defending the alleged rapist. (laughs) What? So we went from the mom filed a report in Franklin County, Ohio, the attorney general and other government officials in Ohio going, we can't find any evidence of any of this to suddenly reporting that, yeah, this actually happened. We've got a suspect. We've got a crime. We've got a girl identifying him. We've got him admitting it. We've got the report now to now the mom is refusing to speak to the media and is defending the illegal immigrant alleged rapist. Footage showing Telemundo reporter Maria Vargas Peon questioning the mother of the 10-year-old rape victim surfaced on social media. In the video, the reporter is shown at the door of the mother's home asking if the child lived at that location. In Spanish, the woman replies, yes, but she's fine. Everything that they're saying against him is a lie. This is a very bizarre case. The lady appeared to be referring to Gerson Fuentes, 27, who was arrested on Tuesday after law enforcement officials said that he confessed to sexually assaulting the young girl at least twice. He is being charged with rape, 
uh, which is a first-degree felony in Ohio. In her report, Vargas Peon, uh, and again, I apologize if I'm not getting her, her last hyphenated uh, name correct, stated that the woman who confirmed that she was the mother of the child has not filed charges against the attacker. The girl just turned 10, which means that she was probably nine years old when the assault took place. She became pregnant shortly thereafter and was forced to travel across state lines to attain an abortion, according to reports, which Ohio authorities, like the attorney general, have disputed um, in remarks on Fox News. Okay, so this is this is very, very strange. Now, Media Research Center uh, posted the footage on Twitter and noted that this portion of a broader interview shed significant light on the familial dynamics of this case and further vindicates all skepticism over how the story broke and was handled. And the situation appears to confirm my thesis of a domestic situation wherein the confessed rapist is also the paramour of the of the victim's mother. Now, that's not unusual. OK, um, we've seen this before. Mom has a lover. Mom offers up the child to said lover, victimizes the child. And as a result, something happened that they weren't expecting. And so they had to cover their tracks. I think what ultimately happened is they went across state lines, not because they were forced to, but they went across state lines because they didn't want to get found out. That's what I think happened here. Uh, Benilla also speculated that the mother's defense could indicate that she might also be residing in the country illegally and is depending on Fuentes as the family's sole source of income. That's the rapist. So they think the mom's illegal, too. And that the rapist, alleged rapist, I should say, um, is the person who is providing them with financial stability. So she's not filed any any criminal complaints at all. So here's the thing. All right. This story has morphed into a ludicrous argument against abortion. It is more from that into actually we've got an illegal immigrant who assaulted a child here. That's a problem. And that's a policy issue that we should be focusing on to now. Why in the world isn't anybody coming to the aid and defense of this little girl in the state of Ohio? Because there needs to be people at that house taking this girl away from this family period. At the end of the day, regardless of, of what, happened here you've got a 10 year old who is clearly in a dangerous situation and needs to be needs to be rescued and to my knowledge nobody's done that yet let's just say the assault is real let's say that the indiana doctor accidentally revealed all of this which for the record i would like to point out had she reported this as she was required to do we might have been able to rescue this girl a lot sooner. But she didn't report it to authorities, which allowed the girl probably to be victimized more times by this guy with her mom knowing full well what was going on. So we're in this situation now where this girl is in this house. The mom appears to be in a relationship with the rapist, offering up her own child to the rapist. And does not want to punish the rapist. Is now defending the rapist. I think traveled across state lines. Not because of abortion policy. But to cover up their tracks. Of assaulting a child. That's what I think happened here. And we still don't have anybody kicking in the door. And taking this girl out of this situation. I mean I hope it happens soon. I would assume that the Ohio authorities are looking at this. The attorney general there is is you know obviously very concerned about. 
illegal immigration. So I would assume that he would be looking at this and saying, we can get this kid out of this house. But at the end of the day yesterday, and we'd given you the updates on it, we're getting ready to leave the office and it comes across and it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> it was like, I think it was six minutes when I started talking to Ben about it. Six minutes have been published. The mom is defending the guy. So we've got, we've got a very real world situation here where you have a real problem with illegal immigration. You have a real problem with the sexual abuse of a minor. You have a real problem with government authorities not really doing what they're supposed to be doing to protect said minor. You've got a real problem with a doctor breaking the law and then keeping that rape secret, which further allows the girl to be victimized. While simultaneously, that same doctor is saying, I shouldn't have to tell anybody because she's a victim. While claiming that she's helping victims of sexual assault, by providing the services that she's providing, when in fact she's enabling more assault. You watch how quickly the pro-baby murder crowd just walks away from this thing, and they don't want any part of this. Because this morphed instantly into a much bigger, broader argument that pro-lifers and conservatives in general have been making for a very long time. This is not something that the pro-aborts want to be handling at all, but this is a story that you need to be paying attention to because... This is a lot more common than I think a lot of people want to realize. Don't forget, Open Lines happens at 4 p.m. Eastern time today. So about 13 minutes or so, you can call and talk about any old topic that you want. we got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. We are just a few moments away from open lines. You can call about any old thing that you want. Got a couple of updates on stories here that we have been following and tracking. The former Jimtown High School teacher has been sentenced for, uh, they're calling it slapping the student in the hallway. I don't, I don't know that I would refer to it as slapping. Um, but nonetheless, the teacher who was caught on camera hitting the 15-year-old student earlier this year, has received a sentence. Uh, former sociology teacher will serve one year of probation and pay a $100 fine after pleading guilty to misdemeanor charge of battery causing moderate injury back in June. Uh, of course, the video went viral. We talked about it. A lot of you disagreed with my assessment of it because I think you're okay with bouncing kids' heads off of cinder block walls and teach his own. I'm not okay with that. If you are, that's that's fine. Um, but I also understood some of the, the points that many of you are making, which is that when you have administrative uh, administrative faculty members not coming to the aid of teachers, not keeping problematic kids out of the classroom, you're going to get to a point where a human being gets at the end of the rope. And that appears to be what happened there. Again, uh, you can't you can't cross that line. I can't stress that enough. You cannot cross that line. But. Did the faculty of the school, by not removing this kid, which has been reported widely as being a bit of a problem child, uh, as the faculty failed that teacher? Yeah, I, I probably agree with that. Um, I would say that that's pretty fair. Uh, he was clearly at his wit's end over this. But nonetheless, you still can't can't do that. So very light sentence, uh, now retired, and uh, we've uh, we've had that discussion quite a bit. But there's the update on that. So again, probation, $100 fine. Uh, Then the toxic burn pit issue, which you know that I've been following for many, many years, may actually be coming to an end. Uh, The House yesterday approved, excuse me, Wednesday, 
approved a significant expansion of health care and disability benefits for millions of veterans who were exposed to toxic burn pits while serving in Iraq and Afghanistan. Uh, if you don't know what a burn pit is, basically when you're in the military, uh, you've got to get rid of your trash and your waste. And they don't have, you know, like the trash company coming out and picking up all of your trash and waste but in the middle of a combat zone. So you dig these massive pits and you throw everything in it and you burn it 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You just burn filth. That's trash. It's chemicals. It's poop. It's pee. It's everything in between. It all gets burned. And it is toxic as hell. Uh, and people have been trying desperately to raise awareness for this issue for a long time, myself included. And it has been frustratingly difficult to get anybody in Congress to understand what is going on. Uh, Because most of them, not veterans, most of them don't understand the issue. And when you tell them, you know, hey, there's a toxic burn pit we need to talk about, I think a lot of them just go, oh, tinfoil conspiracy stuff, and they walk away. But luckily, we've got a lot of veterans who are in Congress now are probably walking around and explaining to people, no, 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 here's a burn pit. Let's. Do you want to sit around this thing for, you know, your entire deployment? Do you want to be sleeping with this cloud over you? You know, I think that there's probably a lot of members of Congress like, oh, no, it's far away. It's not that far away. So these are very, very toxic. So the vote was 342 to 88, all but assures that members will soon go. uh, The measure will soon go to former Vice President Joe Biden to be signed into law. He is expected to sign it. And for those of you who always ask, okay, because I know it comes up quite a bit. Name one good thing that Obama or Biden has done. If he signs this, I will list this at the top of that. This should have been done a long time ago. I've been trying to get. This stuff pushed through eight years. Ballpark goes back to before Trump, and we just couldn't get any traction with it. The letters and the meetings and the conversations that I was having with members of Congress, it just, for some reason, the thing never went through. And as I have told a lot of veterans, unfortunately, the reality is nobody actually cares about you. Your family, your friends, your brothers and sisters care about you. Generally speaking, society doesn't much care about you unless there's hot dogs involved. That's the truth. There are 88 people in the House of Representatives who voted against veterans getting this benefit. 88 people. 88 people don't believe you should have any of the toxins that you breathe in as a veteran counted towards your benefits. 88 people. Remember that. Find that list. Remember that in November. Remember that in the next election. You hold them account for that. But luckily it did pass. It overwhelmingly passed the Senate. But there's still 88 people in the House who are like, mm, no, nope, not going to do it. Not going to do it. It's not a fiscal issue, folks. That's a big one. All right. Rumble.com slash Casey, the host. Watch the live stream. We got open lines starting now. First come, first serve. So if you want to get on the air, I suggest you start dialing. You'll be on hold for about five, six minutes, and then we'll get you on the air. 574-2595-953. That is the Glass Doctor of Elkhart in St. Joseph County phone line. 574-2595-953. Call now, and we'll get you on for open lines coming up next. Watch the live stream again, rumble.com slash Casey the host. And follow me on Truth Social at Casey the Host. 
Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Before we get started with open lines, I need to let you know, I will be at Nutrition HQ tomorrow from 1 until 3 p.m. So you're going to be in Mishawaka. Here's the deal. You go into Nutrition HQ tomorrow, the entire store is 25% off. And if you go to Nutrition HQ and buy anything, you'll be entered in a raffle to win a, 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 a basically a bucket of TV16 for the rest of the year. Now, TV16 is their best-selling product, has been for three years now. Uh, it is an amazing product. My wife has already told me that I need to pick up another tub for her. Fantastic stuff. Uh, and I joke about it when I do the live reads on it and everything else, but fat burner, energy booster, appetite suppressant, uh, helps against water, helps prevent water retention and has that mood enhancer. It's a really good product. So you have a chance when you buy anything to get a tub of TB16 free for the rest of the year. And then uh, we also have some specials for guys who go and buy really one. You can get an alkalinity pack uh, free with that as well. So doesn't matter what you're doing, 25% off tomorrow, Nutrition HQ, 5804 Mishawaka, Grape Road, 5804 Grape Road, Mishawaka, uh, right next to Bed Bath & Beyond. I'll be there from 1 to 3 p.m. tomorrow afternoon. Look forward to seeing you all there. It is Friday, which means it's open lines. The Glass Doctor of Elkhart and St. Joseph County phone line, 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. To the phone lines we go. Ryan, you're first up. Yes, Casey. So there's two things I want to talk to you about today. Okay. One, uh, I, I want to talk about the succession thing that you said we could bring up yesterday on the show. Yeah. Well, I, I, I kind of always thought that why shouldn't California, um, you know, succeed from the union, do their own thing. Mm-hmm. But then I came to the realization that one of the main reasons why is because if they, if they succeed from the union, Democrats won't really have the vote. To get back into power. Yeah, they um it's an interesting state because it has everything to be independent if it were run properly. And unfortunately, California is just run by morons and corrupt individuals. And so the ability for California to be independent, should they ever choose to be independent, um, would not work just because they don't have the monetary ability to do it. And aside from that, I think this is the point that you're making. The National Democratic Party doesn't want California to go because that eliminates Democrats from power in the U.S. Pretty much. That's, that's exactly that's exactly my thought process. Yeah, you, you take the California electoral votes away from the Democratic Party, they don't win anything. No, you know, not not even close. They love so, to they love to highlight, and, and I want to go back to the Hillary Trump election here because I, I love numbers and. Hillary Clinton, remember, she had software that was telling her what to do. It was the first time that a campaign had used uh, an algorithm to tell them what strategy they should use. And the software said that she was going to win the electoral votes. She was going to lose the popular vote to Trump. So the software suggested that she gain votes, even though the popular vote doesn't mean anything, suggested that she gain votes in strongholds that she had. So what Hillary Clinton did, instead of going to Michigan, instead of going to Wisconsin and places like that, is she went back to L.A. She went to Chicago. She went to L.A. She went to New York. And the whole point was to get turnout in areas that were already heavily in her favor so she could bump up her popular vote numbers. Now, we already know she won the popular vote, but she lost the electoral vote. And if you look at the uh, the distance between the popular vote between the two candidates, 
we're talking about it fits within Los Angeles. <laughs> so one city effectively was the difference in popular vote uh, in that particular election because they know they can go back to that well as, as much as they possibly can. Even though the popular vote doesn't win you any elections in the presidency, it was important for her image-wise to not be in a Bush-Gore situation, and ultimately she ended up being in a much worse one. So um, still, it's just something that I always found very interesting is she went back to the well in L.A., and that's where she was able to boost her popular vote in, in L.A., and it ultimately lost her the election. Yeah, well, and then really quickly before I let you go, because I just want to share my thoughts on this, uh, about the Mike Kozinski thing. Yeah. Um, I do not support what he did, Mm -hmm. but I I do support the teacher. Like, I I, I never thought he should have lost his pension or anything like that. I think he just had, like, a breaking point finally after all that. And and the kid was a – I was talking to some some parents that had their kids – yeah. go to that school and, and and they were saying that kid has always been a troublemaker yeah and I, and, and I want everybody to know too and I, I didn't really reiterate today I did before I don't know anything about this kid but everything I've heard about the kid is that he was a, he was a troublemaker but I don't know that that's true because I've never independently confirmed that but there's so many people that are saying it that I would I would assume that he you know he hit a breaking point he had tried to get the kid out of the classroom they put the kid back in the classroom the kid mouths off again he's probably done with it um I, I understand that I, I truly do, yeah. uh, but now, I think he should have had maybe a little more of a sentence, like maybe a one year in jail or something like that. Well, he's got so it's a year probation. He's got a hundred dollar fine. He'll be off of probation probably in four months. So it so, was it was a slap on the wrist. Yeah, it was. It was a I slap on the wrist for a slap on the head. Is what? <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's, like you said, it's it, it's unfortunate. I wish that it would be a lesson in school administrators to protect the mental well-being of teachers who have to deal with problem kids. I wish it would be a lesson used that way. It won't be, but I wish it would oh, be. Oh, no, it won't be because, well, one, they don't want to spend the money to do it. Right. Well, they, yeah, so. they, want the, they want the kid in school because they get paid for the kid. Pretty much. Yeah, that's, that's exactly why. The government is paying for them. There you go. So. All right, Ryan, appreciate the call. Have a good weekend. You too. All right, take care. Yeah, this is, um, I said it was a sad situation. But, I mean, people were really angry that I was as aggressive about it as I was. But I'm like, look, you know, it's, it's you abused a kid. I don't know what else to tell you. You abused a kid. Uh, Lee, welcome to the program. Good afternoon. Well, happy, I can't just say it right, Ides of July. Ides of I'm July, okay. I'm celebrating. Who did we stab the in the Who did we stab in the back for the Ides of July? Well, we've got a list of people, but I'm being nice and I won't do that. Okay, okay. that's not what I meant. But all right, go ahead, Lee. <laughs> this, this year has been a bounty for our fruit crops here in Michigan. Yeah, man, strawberries have been awesome. Well, they're 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 uh, bundist. We've already ha- gone through the strawberries. We're now having a bundisting year for blueberries. Mm-hmm. The blueberry crop is just fantastic, and the peaches, Michigan peaches, are just coming on. So we got raspberries, blackberries. We've got uh, apricots. We've got the string beans, green beans that are coming in. Uh, you know, by the bushel. Mm-hmm. So uh, I just want to say that you will not hear that on any uh, newscast that we have a bounty this year because that goes against climate change. 
And already we heard this morning on your uh, newscast that uh, it was a drought. And I'm looking out on rain today. So, uh, you know, we got, uh, everybody's trying to scare us the wrong way. And I'm trying to scare you the right way by saying, get out there and pick the fruit and put it in the freezer now because we've got it by the bucket full. You know, and this is, um, yeah, I, I've started to see like the, hey, please come pick our fruit signs starting to show up on the uh, the roads and things like that because, I mean, we're getting to a point where they have, you know, even the small little independent places have too much for them to handle. But what I find interesting about this, every time the climate change stuff comes up, is that, you know, different things thrive in different environments. You need a diverse environment to have those things thrive. So it's not always a bad thing to not have as much rain as you had last year. Oftentimes, it's a very positive thing. And nobody seems to want to accept that in the green movement. But if there's too much rain, of course, it's climate change. If there's not enough rain, it's, it's climate change. And it's all because of your SUV and your Aquanet and everything else. Uh, they can't uh, they can't make up their mind, but it's you know it, it said it's going to be one of those things where in twenty years we're going to still be talking about this. I'm going to be an old man cranky on the air, being like, when I was a young whippersnapper, I told you all of this crap, and and there's going to be somebody going, okay, grandpa, whatever you say, and I'll have to pull up clips of me being right again. But uh, you know it, it'll be right about. Uh, I'll probably step away from this business right about the same time that they start reporting that Donald Trump was a good president. But you know it'll be in the the, the school books back then. Well, not right. back then. In, up, in the future. Yeah, that stuff. I want to thank you for reporting on that poor guy that was uh, harassed by the Coast Guard over in New Buffalo. Yeah, that's a that's the, a Clifton French uh, exclusive story. This is this is really weird because, again, I have to repeat our dear friends up at the West Michigan FBI office mm-hmm. uh, have stated publicly they have a hotline for you to report uh, any white uh, supremacy activity. Right. They say we don't report enough white hate in this area, so they have to have a, a personal, pro- you know, uh, phone line yep. to uh, ha- have that reported. And so uh, I want to have to report and report that we've got two weeks now before the Michigan. August 2nd primary. Yep. And so we got to get everybody out there registered and we need everybody here in West Michigan to vote and exercise your right to vote because we have to be able to overpower the phony votes that are cast over in the Detroit Wayne County area. Yeah, so a lot of a lot of very here. interesting polling coming out of Michigan right now. It's it's getting it's getting pretty intriguing. And and a lot of people really ups well not a lot of two people exactly are upset that I've had Tudor Dixon on the show. <laughs> How did you endorse Tudor? I didn't endorse Tudor, you idiot. <laughs> I but I, I look, this is the truth. I think she's the best the most polished, most prepared rookie candidate that I've ever seen. But um, you know, right. the, the other folks got to be willing to come on the show. They got to reach out. They don't want to reach out, then you know, what what can I do? I'd like to see a uh, Tudor Dixon uh, Kelly Ryan Kelly uh, ticket because well, you know Ryan Kelly was the one arrested early in right. the morning yep. because a year and a half ago he went mm-hmm. to Washington D.C. Yeah. And I think that so, there's a good so, crop of Michigan candidates for for governor. I really do. There's a, there's a good crop. Um, you know, it's just that when I was when I was talking about Tudor, my point was that 
she's got her act together. Her campaign is ready to go. And that doesn't mean that she's the best candidate. That doesn't mean that she's, um, you know, the only candidate. It just means that of the, the campaigns that I've seen, like, she's got a real campaign. Like, it's a veteran campaign. It's crazy to see that with a rookie candidate. And maybe that's, you know, her resources and things like that, that she's able to pull something like that together. And that certainly helped her. But um, and I've been I've been impressed with what she had to say. You know, if she gets in office and, and disappoints, we'll certainly talk about that. But I've been very impressed with her so far. And I can't say a lot about any of the other candidates because, you know, they haven't come on the show. Um, and it's not that they've denied it, but I'm not going to go chasing down candidates all the time. I don't have a personal assistant. I have a life. And I don't have the ability to sit there and send emails in the morning and then check my email all flipping day waiting for somebody to get back to me. I've already heard that some of the candidates don't want to come on. And that's okay. You know, it's it's up to them if they want to go ahead and get their message out. Um, whereas Sherry O'Donnell's people want to come on the show. Tudor Dixon's people want to come on the show. Other candidates, not so much. So it's right. it's on them. You know, I, I, it's not my job to chase down your candidate and make your candidate sound good on the radio. It's their job to reach out if they want to get on. Because it's a primary. And I don't chase primary candidates. But Michigan was one of those things where she reached out. Her campaign reached out early. Um Sherry O'Donnell's campaign reached out early and then sent the request to their opponents and none of their opponents have responded. So I, that's where we're at, man. <laughs> anybody, you guys can be not you specifically Lee, but anybody out there can be mad at me all you want. If you like somebody other than Tudor Dixon, but her, her campaign is the only ones that want to come on. So no, the only, the only thing I'm going to be mad at is for those people that do not go out and vote. Those are the people that have no right to say anything. Yeah. So vote once, vote know, twice, go to a go to the county next door, vote there too. Vote for your neighbor a few <laughs> times. Yeah, do it all. Vote, vote <laughs> often and vote early. All right, Lee, I gotta roll, man. Appreciate the call. Okay. All right, all right take care. You got more coming up, News Talk 953, Michiana's news channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Once again, I am your host, Casey Hendrickson, the Glass Doctor of Elkhart, and St. Joseph County phone line 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. All right. Who do we have next? We have Lynn. Welcome to the program. Hello, Casey. How are you? I'm well. How are you? All right. I uh, wanted to give you an update on my visa situation mm-hmm. or um getting my family over here so um a couple things one they've now extended sorry about that go ahead that's that's right um they've now extended the processing time nine times since december um but hopefully that doesn't affect me anymore because i guess i could say i got a blessing in disguise i got a medical diagnosis that allows me to apply for a medical uh, expedite of the case. Mm. So I should know in another couple of weeks, according to Senator Young's office, that they usually take 30 days to determine that. Um, so I guess it runs in family, but I got diagnosed with leukemia. So I don't see how they can deny expediting my case now, but you never know. It's the government. Well, but, uh, one, I'm sorry that you have yeah, leukemia and I wish you, I wish you the best in fighting right. that. But I mean, I, I do. Yeah, I hope both, this... yeah, both got your name on it. Nothing to do about it. So I use it to my advantage, and um, it was a weird day getting that. It's like you're 
you're happy that you have cancer so you can get your family here. Right. And, and, and it's like, it's, it's not like they hate America. It's almost like they hate Americans, you know? Yeah, it's pretty but bittersweet. I don't, I don't understand. So, but I'll just give you that heads up and I'll, I'll keep you updated when I hear something more. So probably in a couple of weeks, I hopefully have an answer. Yeah, I, uh, I would appreciate that update. Anymore. All right, I will do All that. Right, man. All right, best you of luck. Thank you, you too. Yep. I mean, sorry that he's got leukemia. I wish him the best in fighting it. But, I mean, if it helps get his, his wife in the country, he's been trying to get her here for a long time. Uh, to the phone lines, Ben, welcome to the program. Casey? Yeah. Hey. Hi. I got you on speaker. I hope you can hear me okay. Yeah, I can hear you fine. What's up? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm taking apart my elliptical right now. I need to put you on the speaker. Hey, listen, uh. You know, yesterday, I, mean, I think it was yesterday when you were talking about states succeeding and whatnot, and of course, mm. you were just right up, you know, right up in my alley there. Um, not First of all, I want to first say that I do not, I, I love the country, um, 71 years old. I mean, I, drew, I grew up during Jim Crow. I mean, you know, okay, okay yeah, it happened, okay, so fine, big deal. Um, I mean... You can't tell me things haven't got uh, a thousand times better than they were back when I was growing up. But um, the thing about it is that, you know, sometimes you just get so annoyed, so frustrated, so disgusted at the way things are going. Um, you almost are saying, yeah, you know what, maybe the best thing to do is to just say, you know what, give the give the libs what they want. Give them, get, you know, go ahead, you know, just Hey, you want it, you want your stuff? You want your crazy stuff? Go ahead and uh, all right. Hey, you know what? Just let us have our fortune. Let us live our lives the way we want to live our lives. And go, you guys can, you crazy lives can go live the way you want to live. You know, just leave us alone. You know, hmm. give us Texas, give us Florida, give us Louisiana, give us Alabama, Mississippi. I mean, it's so funny just to hear <laughs> those were the states that where, where segregation was the most, and yet still here I am, a black person saying, yeah. Give us those states. Let yeah. us move down there. <laughs> I mean, I know it sounds crazy, but you just sometimes just get so frustrated. Um, and I guess one of the things that really frustrated me, I guess, my wife and I were both retired military. Mm-hmm. And I guess when I saw that YouTube video about um, how the U.S. Naval Academy and the uh, Military Academy up at West Point was instituting uh, the, uh, all their cadets to the to be required to watch that uh, proper use of pronouns. Yeah. I, um, I lost it. It took me a couple of days yeah. to even bring it up because I was yeah. I was furious. I, when I first heard about it, I said, there's no way. And I saw it, and I said, oh, this this has got to be a trick or something. Then, of course, I heard Dan Bongino mention it the next yeah. day. And I I can't tell you what I, I well I can't repeat what I said on the radio what I said. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean when I when it first was reported and I saw the screen cap of it, I'm like, there's no way this dude's wearing a rainbow sweater on a navy yeah. broadcast. Like it's not that's not yeah. real. And it was. And yeah. I was like, what in the heck is going on? So yeah. yeah, and then we found out about West Point and everything else. It's you know, yeah. like I said, I think part of this is they're setting up a litmus test and they don't want like minded individuals in there. That's why they're drumming out so many people with this vaccine stuff. And, you know, they're going to try and rebuild with loyalists on their side. That's the that's the only thing that they can do. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like I said, it, it's it's unfortunate that we're getting to that point. Texas always has very high polling for independence. But 
when you're getting 60% of the people in Texas want to be their own country and you're getting half of the people in Louisiana want to be their own country, it's like, and then the other states were only, you know, the worst one was with North Carolina or South Carolina, which was 13 points, wanted to stay. Right. It, that's right. that's close. That's really right. close. So, yeah, and like and like I said, Casey, do I really want to see the country split up? No, I mean, good no, I think most people don't. Yeah. I mean, we lost what over six hundred thousand individuals because they were trying to be a split. And not to right. say that that would happen again, but I mean, just you think about the fact that you know you got all right, we got MSNBC, NBC, CBS, ABC, CNN, and on whoever else is out there. And as far as mainstream media, yeah. and then, of course, the only mainstream media we got fighting for us right now is Fox. And even mm-hmm. sometimes they go off on the deep end. Mm-hmm. And then we got the, then we got the, you know, the other smaller, you know, you know, uh, sure. uh, uh, venues like Breitbart and stuff like that. But I mean, man, it's just it's just crazy. Just a minute. I'm on the phone, son. Um, so it's just um, I, I don't know. I, I just get rather frustrated. Um, listen, one other thing I want to mention, too, sure. about the individual, the teacher. Uh, I can't think of the teacher's name, the one who got the uh, yeah the, the Jimtown teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, when I when I saw that, I I my, immediately the first thing that went to me to my mind was that obviously he he had just had enough and he just you know yeah, he, he just lost it mm-hmm. and he snapped. Um, Casey, as I said, I I'm 71 and I'm going to tell you something um, from what you're saying. You heard about this kid? I I guarantee you. I saw some things where kids said something to a teacher, and I guarantee you that that teacher snatched that kid up, grabbed him by the ear, and yanked him down to the principal's office with him yelling, nothing happened to that teacher. Yeah. And the kid deserved it. He deserved it. So, Very good point. Um, hey, yeah. anyway, hey, hey, Ben, I, I'm on a heartbreak, man. I got to roll, but I appreciate the call, man. It's always good to talk to you. Yeah, you too, All sir. right, buddy. You take care. Bye-bye. Yeah, it's, it is. It's frustrating. But uh, we'll go over that those numbers again here uh, in a minute, in case you didn't hear yesterday's show. we got more coming up. MNC News Time is 434. Time to check out Impress Jewelry Creations, creating meaningful jewelry for the moments that last a lifetime. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Do want to thank R&B Car Company, locations in South Bend, Warsaw. R&B Car Company are your used car experts. Find them online at rbcarcompany.com. The phone number to join us for open lines now until the end of the program, 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. To the phone lines we go. Don, welcome to the program. Hey, Casey. How you doing today? I'm doing well. What's got up? A couple of things. Good, good. I got a couple of things. One, I'm against uh, secession. I, I like, uh, I, I'm more for compulsion. So in other words, what we need to do, like I live in Michigan, and I've been trying to sell uh, Detroit to Canada for years. I think, you know, we just get rid of Detroit and Lansing and, you know, Ann Arbor, a few of them. You know, same thing with Texas. You know, I mean, just get rid of a few few spots in Texas. Texas, because if they succeed the way they are and they keep, you know, San Antonio and Houston or whatever, they're still going to have the same problem they've got now. So so there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I think that uh, as pro-life, uh, as a pro-life person, we need to stop using the word pregnancy and we need to go with the term uh, conception. Uh, because they're gonna, I think they're gonna try and use that uh, for when it comes to things like the the chemical abortion pill or whatever. I've already seen one article, and the woman said that uh, she didn't have an abortion. Well, she didn't say it in those terms, but she she never used the word abortion. She said she had a medically induced miscarriage. Okay, so, yeah. so if, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Uh-huh. I mean, it's, it's that legalese. You know, mm-hmm. they're gonna try and use those, those words, right? Because that's who they are. You know, um, and the other thing, what do we do? How do we get the power back? Because, 
you know, th- these people, and I, I, I know you've talked about it before, term limits. How are we going to get term limits passed? I mean, if you and I had great jobs, we would not vote to, to, to allow us to only have those jobs for a, a period of time. It wouldn't be in our best interest. We shouldn't be the ones who get to vote on that. How do we get term limits to a, like a referendum to where the people can vote on it directly well, instead I, of Congress? One of the ways is a convention of the states. Um, and most people know that I'm, you know, not necessarily a big advocate of that, but um, that yeah. is one of the that is one of the agenda items that they want is they want term limits. Um, you know, the problem is that, you know, the House of Representatives was never designed to have term limits because you you have to run every two years. It you have to you know you're close to home. You're not supposed to live in D.C. all the time. You're supposed to live in your district. Yeah, and. Yeah. The the uh, you know, the other thing is you control that at, at a district level, at a local level, right? The, your representative is somebody that was in your neighborhood, whereas the Senate, yeah. the Senate was supposed to be picked by the government that you voted for in yeah. your legislature, your state legislatures. You were never supposed right. to vote right. for your senators. Once we passed the Seventeenth right. Amendment, we screwed the entire Constitution up, and since yeah. then it has just been one problem after another. There has to be repeal of the Seventeenth Amendment. Um, but I don't know that you're going to be able to get a popular support for that because people like to believe that they have a say in that sort of stuff uh, when they would have had an a indirect say to begin with. But I digress. Um, as far as getting, you know, con- the constitution, not constitution, uh, as far as getting the term limits situation passed for the House of Representatives, man, you're, you're going to have to do you're going to have to do something that isn't through Congress. And, you know, at that point, you're looking at you're, you're looking at uh, some kind of a. a you know, a constitutional amendment at that point. Um, well, isn't it? I mean, couldn't you? Couldn't it, isn't a referendum something that that gets voted on, gets put on the ballot? Yeah, you, you, you're going to have to go through the amendment process to amend the constitution for it. I mean, that's that's what you'll have to do. So, you know, convention of states is one way of doing that, but it's not the only way of doing that. So, you, you'll have to go so through the saying, process of amending the constitution for it. Right, but you're saying we can't get that that uh, as a referendum. We could we couldn't vote as a referendum. Well, yeah, there's 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 ways of doing it, but you have to go through the process of amending the U.S. Constitution and then have that vote. Yes. So, like when you amend the Constitution, right? There's a constitutional amendment that gets proposed. It, there's a legislative process for that, and then the states vote on it. Um, or you have a convention of states, which could is the alternate route to doing that. The real question is, would there be, you know, enough of a mechanism to push that forward? Uh, with the way that things are right now, and probably not because politicians love being in Washington, D.C. That's how they make their money. Nancy Pelosi's husband, by the way, to give you an example of this, Nancy Pelosi's husband has just bought millions in chip stocks, like microchips and stuff. Okay. What, what is Congress getting ready to vote on? Uh, A massive apparently. bill for chip subsidies, right? So her husband, oh, her husband has just bought millions of stocks in microchips. And now they're going to vote on microchip subsidies. Are, are you saying like, like there was some insider information? Yeah, that, that, it's weird. Had, yeah, no, weird. What? Like in between no. drunk driving incidents, the guy just buys millions of stocks and chip companies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This this has come up several times on, on other shows, but this is true. Nancy Pelosi is like the most successful investor in the history of investors. Yeah, right, right. Now, when right. you think about it, like, you know, your George Soros's and your Sheldon Adelson's and all that stuff, like, they don't uh, have an investment success rate of Nancy Pelosi. 
Charles Schwab's a joke. You want you want right. you want financial yeah. advice for Nancy. I'm telling you, man. That's that's why I tell people like you follow Nancy Pelosi uh, because again, there's a way for you to follow her investments. You follow her investments and you do everything that she does. Oh, like everything. like up to the minute. Everything. Mirror her by the day yep. or something. Yep. Huh? Casey, man, why haven't you done it? Because I'm lazy yeah. and poor. That's that's why. But but if you've got money, I would follow Nancy Pelosi's investments. <laughs> she buys, you buy the same thing. She sells, you sell the same thing, and you do it quick. So, yeah, Quiver Quant is where you can track her investments. But crazy man, it's nuts, man. But all right, you know, just some way to get it back from them, man, because I'm sick of all this. Yeah, I, I know it's frustrating. It really is. All right, brother, they won't vote on good ideas because it's from the other party. I don't care, you know, and. Just, just, I'll let you go, man. All right. I appreciate it. Yeah. Take care. Well, part of that, look, that's, you know, that's Harry Reid's war room. Um, Part of that is, you know, Harry Reid's strategy was we're going to oppose the other party no matter what they do, even if it's a policy that we support because we can't give them that win. That was the war room strategy. That's what Harry Reid set up. Okay. Before that, New Gingrich set up this micro uh, fundraising scenario, which everybody in Congress has to deal with right now. Whereas before, it used to be that they went to work and they did their thing and they didn't worry about fundraising until it was election time. Now, they're required to fundraise a certain amount of time and, and there's they're scheduled phone banks for them to go do it and they have to raise a certain amount of money and they have goals and if they don't make that money, then they can be penalized by the party and that sort of thing. And it was all designed to constantly keep you invested in politics because most people would tune out. Until it was election time. You know, we go about our lives, we do our thing, election time would roll around, we start paying attention a little bit, and then we would vote. And then we go back to our lives right afterwards. And New Gingrich saw an opportunity to increase funding and keep people constantly engaged there by having this micro-funding thing. And, and that is, I, I did a whole show segment on this, I think it was like an hour, many months ago, where I explained the two things that have really destroyed our political system. If you go to my Rumble channel and you search for it, you'll find it. You'll find that that whole video. And part of it was Newt Gingrich, a Republican. Part of it was Harry Reid, a Democrat. And together, those two have really ruined our political system. Because what happens if you call somebody, you know, if you're a senator and you have a six-year term, when you call somebody a year after you've been in office and you ask them for money, are they interested in what you're doing? Generally not. So what do you have to do? You have to scare them to death. Well, if you don't donate to us, this is going to happen. So now we've created a society where everybody is in perpetual state of anxiety. When you're in a perpetual state of anxiety, it's really easy to get you to separate from your money. It is really easy to get you to uh, cloud your thinking. And that's how they do this. They keep you in a, a constant state of anxiety, which is also damaging our children because that constant state of anxiety that they're keeping your kids in is causing mental health issues. People can only take so much. And so when you're constantly keeping people afraid and angry, eventually there's going to be a breakdown there. So when you've got like uh, the Department of uh, uh, Health and Human Services, they're spending over $400,000 to study how climate change is causing your kid to have anxiety. Climate change isn't causing the kid to have anxiety. Your perpetual fear-mongering about it is. That's what it is. But they're going to come out with this report And they're going to spend your taxpayer dollars on it. And that report is going to go, climate change scares your children. No, it doesn't. You're scaring our kids. Climate change isn't doing anything. They're not scared of actual climate change. They're scared of what you say is going to happen from it, which isn't going to happen. That's what they're scared of. 
because you're constantly scaring them. And eventually, you know, there has to be a breaking point here. So either, you know, people will either take a step back and go, okay, we need to stop being manipulated here. Or people will go off the deep end and violence breaks out. Now, I'm hoping for the former, not the latter. We got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. All right, so let me let me kind of explain what I was just mentioning before. As I've told you many times, if you go to the website quiverquant.com, you can track all trading with members of Congress and the Senate, okay? You can even go ahead and break it down and and just find the people that you want. So recent trades section on quiverquant.com. If you go to quiverquant.com, you just scroll down, you can go all House trading, all Senate trading, that sort of thing. You also look at government contracts and and that sort of thing. So I was just referencing Nancy Pelosi. Her husband has bought millions in shares of chip companies, okay, like microchips. And the House is getting ready to vote on subsidies for microchip companies because there's an issue with microchip supplies right now. And a lot of people realize it's probably not a wise decision to have all of our microchips made in China. So the Pelosi family is cashing in on this even before the vote happens. Now, that's her husband. Let me tell you what Nancy has done. Yesterday, Nancy sold between $1 and $5 million in stock of Visa, the credit card company. She sold it, and then she bought $1 to $5 million in NVIDIA. Now, NVIDIA makes graphic processing units for your computer. What do those units have in them? Microchips. So Nancy Pelosi, on her own, yesterday sold a bunch of stock with Visa and bought a bunch of stock with NVIDIA. Interesting stuff, don't you think? Before they vote, before they vote on these subsidies for microchips, NVIDIA is a massive company. Desperately needing microchips. If you look at people online right now trying to build like gaming computers and stuff like that, it is rough finding a graphics chip right now. So NVIDIA, they've been down. They've been down a little bit. They're starting to go up again because people are like, oh, hey, they're going to start doing the uh, they're going to start doing the whole thing. So it's a hot buy right now if you want to buy NVIDIA because they're going to probably get subsidized here. And Nancy Pelosi is telling you right now what she's doing because this is all because she's a member of Congress. Her trades are public. You you are allowed to see everything. And so when they get done, you're able to, to take a look at it. Um, you can also take a look at what other people are doing, too. I mean, you know, you got uh, Lloyd Doggett, uh, Zoe Lofgren, and, and all of those individuals who made trades here uh, this last week. You can go ahead and see what they're doing and, and uh, what type of, of investments they have rolling and that sort of thing. But, you know, at the very top of that list, most people are, are trading between $1,000 and $15,000. And you got Nancy Pelosi trading $1 million and $5 million. So she sold her stock in Visa and she bought stock in NVIDIA right before she votes on, on a bill that is going to directly benefit NVIDIA. Nothing nothing shady about that. No insider trading. What are you talking? Right-wing conspiracy theory. Right. Look at her record. There's articles on this. Like She's like the most successful investor in history. <laughs> uh yeah, her husband's not that good. They just got an inside track on everything that's going on, folks. And there's no way that this country 
from a strategic standpoint, cannot support microchipping in the United States. There's just no way. It's too important. So be on the lookout for this stuff. The website is quiverquant.com. Scroll down and look at all house uh, investments, and you'll be able to see what everybody in Congress is doing right now. You can even see her entire history and her performance for the past couple of years. Pretty darn good, if you ask me. Got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Got a couple of pieces of audio for you, but we will still take your phone calls. 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. You can also hop onto the live stream, rumble.com slash Casey, the host. Make sure you hit that subscribe button too, please. I would appreciate that. All righty. Oh, what do we got here? This is AOC, okay? Uh, AOC has, and and Jesse Waters did a really good segment on this yesterday. I didn't get a chance to play this audio yesterday, but um, he did a great segment on it. And it's like 10 minutes long. It's on the Fox video feed. If you want to go take a look at it, I recommend that you do because he does a a bit of a deep dive into Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's so-called rebellion uh, against the Democrats because she's constantly contradicting them. But this is her standing outside of the Capitol. Remember, AOC almost died on January 6th. She was blocks away, nowhere near any of the violence, but she almost died. Remember that. So this is her kind of explaining that, um, you know, we got some insurrectionists in the Capitol Police, but you're not supposed to say this part if you're, if you're uh, you know, insurrectionist conspiracy theorist you're not supposed to be saying this stuff out loud these insurrectionists like antifa and that there were actual officers working with this and we never got to the bottom of that and we never got any answers about that Mm. and then to this day we're just supposed to pretend that that never happened oh we're just supposed to pretend that that never happened you know what aoc just said she just said the capitol police opened the doors and let people in well they did in some areas not every area but in some areas of the capitol they did open the door and invite people in That's true, but that's something that the Democrats have been trying to hide. That's the point. You're not supposed to say it out loud. You're not supposed to say that out loud. By the way, she personally witnessed this from blocks away when she was safe in her office. So she personally witnessed all of the violence, and it almost happened to her. Remember, the only individual who actually communicated or saw Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was the police officer who was desperately trying to find her and get her out. And then she was hiding from him. And she says, he looked at me with such anger when, when he finally came into the office. Yeah, he was probably ticked off that you wouldn't let him in. He was trying to rescue you. He was probably a little irritated. So that's AOC saying the quiet part out loud, which is, yeah, some Capitol Police officers let people in. Now, she jumps to the conclusion that the Capitol Police are insurrectionists. The Capitol Police are the enemy. She doesn't feel safe there. Once again, the Capitol Police were only heroes to the Democrats until they could throw them under the bus. And they have started to throw them under the bus. And the few Capitol Police officers that you've heard testimony from, um, we have personally on this show been able to debunk three of those officers straight up lying to all of you. Which is sad. But they did. Now, you've got AOC out there telling you that the Capitol Police were in on it. 
which means the Capitol Police let people in, which she's claiming happened. And again, it did happen, at least in one area of the Capitol. But you're not supposed to say that because it destroys the entire January 6th committee theory about all of this. Because if this is the thing, the government tried to hide the surveillance video. It was one of the defendants and their attorney who got the video released, which showed Capitol Police letting people in. Now, if you let somebody into the Capitol, you can't charge them with trespassing. And that's what that person was facing charges for. But they were let in. There was no violence. Nobody attacked anybody. They were allowed into the Capitol. Capitol is generally open. Okay? So, that's her saying that. Letting the cat out of the bag. Which really interrupts the January 6th narrative that Democrats and some Republicans are trying to push. Now, we go to something that's extra, extra crazy. Focahontas, fake Native American Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth Warren is really, really upset about the Roe v. Wade thing. So what she's decided to do is attack crisis pregnancy centers who are there to provide options and support, like actual support, not like Planned Parenthood where they pretend to provide medical treatments and stuff like that, but they don't actually provide any of them. You realize I still run into people online who think that Planned Parenthood does breast exams. They don't do any breast exams, guys. I think like two of them after the scandal broke up have started doing them, but like nobody else does them. So this is Elizabeth Warren. Cue my audio, please. This is Elizabeth Warren talking to, it looks like NBC 10 News, about what needs to be done about crisis pregnancy centers. In Massachusetts right now, those crisis pregnancy centers Mm -hmm. that are there to fool people people. who are looking for pregnancy termination help outnumber true abortion clinics by three to one. Wow. We need to shut them down here in Massachusetts, and Mm. we need to shut them down all around the country. Wow. She wants to shut them down. She wants to shut them down. It wants all of them gone. Every single one. Isn't that interesting? Now, again, crisis pregnancy centers are not there to fool anyone. If you walk into a crisis pregnancy center and you go, I would like an abortion, and they go, we don't provide those here. You're interested in some of our other options. We can help you. You have a choice, don't you? You can walk away and go, no, I'm super proud to kill my kid. Or you can go, oh, there's other options. Oh, you provide support? Yeah, we'll help you through this whole process. Here's what we can do for you. And then you can assess whether or not their services are necessary for what you're you're dealing with. You realize crisis pregnancy centers help millions of women every single year. Millions, not hundreds, not thousands, millions. Millions of women who need resources but do not want to terminate their pregnancy. And here's Focahontas telling you that they're fooling people. Nobody goes into a crisis pregnancy center without wanting an abortion, according to Elizabeth Warren, right? This was never about choice. If you thought that this was actually about choice, this soundbite right here destroys that entire narrative. Because the whole point of choice is to choose, right? So why does she want to take away the choice? to go to a crisis pregnancy center, which will help you through the process of pregnancy and delivering your child, whether it's for adoption, whether it's because you're low income or whatever, which is always an argument for Planned Parenthood being in low income minority areas. Well, these women are too poor to have a baby. 
Okay, crisis pregnancy centers help them with that. Here's Elizabeth Warren saying, no, 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 they shouldn't be able to exist. We need to shut them all down, every single one of them. Now, why would she want to do that? Because it's not about choice. It's about a fetish of killing babies. That's what it's about. Now, not for maybe some young ladies who have to make this decision, but I'm talking about the advocates here, okay? It's not normal, reasonable, or sane to be standing outside of the Supreme Court and celebrating you've had 30 abortions. Whether you did or didn't doesn't really matter. You know, there was a, um, there was a, a Roe v. Wade protest at one of the schools near my house over the weekend. Like 12 kids showed up there, and like two of them were, were you know, capable of having a social life. I don't know why this seems to be a thing, but most of the people who are freaking out about not being able to have an abortion are people who would never be impregnated anyway. Don't know why that is, but it just seems to be a thing. Maybe the other ones who do have a social life are going to the crisis pregnancy centers, and that really upsets Elizabeth Warren. Casey, you can't just call women ugly. Yeah, I can. I'm not even convinced that what I saw were actual human beings or females, to be perfectly honest with you. And then there's like this one guy there who just thinks that he had an opportunity to score with somebody. Now he's rethinking his life choices. There's no... Looked like a pretty decent looking dude. There's no doubt he was rethinking his life choices because he was way off to the side away from all of the women holding up a sign. Like, yeah, I don't want to be a part because he's probably got some some thirsty uglies out there like, hey, after this, you want to want to go grab a diet soda? No, wait, it's the Midwest. You want to go grab a diet pop with me and abort a baby? And he's like, no, no, I'm not interested in that anymore. Dude, focus on yourself. Go to the gym. Okay, read a couple of books, do some video games, hang out with the bros. You don't need to be there. It's God. It's like, the guy the guy looked so out of place. <laughs> but this if you ever thought this was about choice, this right here tells you everything you need to know. If we're about choice, she would want the crisis pregnancy centers open. She would celebrate the fact that they were open, but still highlight that some women will not choose to utilize their services, and they need to have a choice too. But that's not what she did. She said they need to be shut down because they fool women into having babies. Just like I'm sure the the ladies are saying they were fooled into getting pregnant. More coming up, News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Just figured out that uh, apparently Facebook transcribes the video. So you can take a screen grab of me saying what I said and send it to your blue and green-haired friends. I'm sure they'll enjoy it. I used to... Here's the thing. Ladies with blue and green hair used to be awesome. They used to be awesome. You know? It was only attractive people who did it. They were fun They were nice to be around, and then something happened. I don't know what it is. Something happened. Now the majority of people, ladies, who have blue and green hair are just, I don't know, triggly puffs. I don't know what it's about. I don't know why it happened, but it did. I don't like the changeover. You still like girls with colored hair. Now it's it's a risky business. All right. (laughs) John's going to call me in the office. 
<laughs> this is why your ratings with women are not good. Eh, at least I'm not a baby killer, John. So there's that. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> 574 25 95 95 3. That is 25 95 953. My mom sent me a story today. There's a story. This is in the UK. Uh, it's not the first time that we talked about a story from the UK involving life support issues, but uh, there is a 12 year old named Archie Battersby. And the parents of Archie Battersby are again seeking permission to appeal after a high court judge today ruled that a London hospital can remove him from life support against his parents' wishes. In a judgment handed down by the High Court of Justice Family Division, Justice Anthony Hayden ruled that it is in the child's best interest for the life support to be removed. It's in the kid's best interest to uh, to let him die. The boy was found unconscious with a... a, uh, what is it, uh, ligature around his neck on April 7th and suffered a catastrophic hypoxic uh, ischemic brain injury. Probably butchered half of those words, but you get the idea. Archie's parents appeared in court on Monday after being granted permission to appeal an initial ruling last month to allow the hospital to discontinue his care, whereas as here, it, the treatment is futile. It compromises Archie's dignity, deprives him of his autonomy and becomes wholly in inimical. I don't know. Fake British word uh, to his welfare. So basically the court is saying um, keeping him alive is depriving him of his dignity and autonomy, which is an interesting thing for a court to say, but I digress. It serves only to protract his death whilst being unable to prolong his life. Having come to this conclusion, there emerges the prospect of an end to Archie's life, which reverberates more closely with the way that he lived in the past. So um, this is the judge. Okay. Now, according to a statement today from the Christian Legal Center, which is representing the family, the parents are seeking permission to appeal. Quote, this ruling is a crushing blow to Archie and his family. With all due respect to Mr. Justice Hayden, it is not about Archie's best. In, it is not in Archie's best interest to die. Uh, the planned removal of the ventilator is definitely the worst thing that may happen from my point of view. I can't see how this is in any way dignified, uh, according to the the mother. So, um, the mother called this euthanasia. And has been fighting for this. But this is the thing. You know, this is obviously a case that goes back to many cases that we have talked about over the years. There's been a, you know, the Shivo case was a huge one. But there's been other cases that have happened overseas, including cases in Canada where uh, treatment was available. And and that's the thing. I don't think that that is an issue here. But in Canada, there was a case where treatment was available in the United States. It could have saved the, the person. And Canada was saying, "Nah, we're not gonna, we're not gonna let you save your kid's life and and that sort of thing." Um, so it's you're dealing with a nationalized healthcare system, and a nationalized healthcare system has a monetary incentive to not allow care in a situation like this. Now, regardless of your personal feelings here about whether or not you know the boy should should be alive or not, and whether or not you support the mom. And, and the father's position here, the point is that, generally speaking, in the United States, as long as you can pay for it, you can keep the child alive. Or 
whoever else it might be, generally speaking. Uh, in the U.K. and in Canada, where you have universal health care, you're not allowed because it's too expensive. So from their position, it's like we're not going to spend money, but we don't think that this person is going to recover, so we're going to make the decision for the family. And they use weird language, like uh, you're robbing your child of autonomy by not allowing him to die here, as if the kid would choose to die somehow, some way. Uh, let's see. According to uh, the statement, we disagree with the idea of dignity and death and forcing it on us and hastening his death for that purpose is profoundly cruel, the mother said. It is for God to decide what should happen to Archie, including if, when, and how he should die. The mother said that she cannot betray her son as long as he is fighting for his life. Uh, there are others who would say that he's not fighting for his life and he's only being kept alive artificially. Uh, She disagrees with that. And because this is the UK, they are going to take away her ability to make that decision because they don't want her to make that decision. All right, 574-2595-953. But keep an eye on this story. I got a feeling it's going to probably blow up and and maybe be a bigger story internationally in the near future. Rob, welcome to the program. Good afternoon. Hey, Casey. Hi there. Um, I heard you talking about the... Uh, convention of states earlier so so what are your reservations to the convention of states i've already said them a million times i don't need to rehash it over and over again i I don't the the idea that they're going to be able to limit what can happen is not something that is constitutionally sound so my concern is that there's going to be things that happen that they will not want to happen they will go there for one thing maybe they'll have success maybe they won't but there will be other things that happen and you're just you have to be prepared for that possibility. If you're prepared for that possibility, that's fine. I, I just think I agree with that caller that you know that prompted that response from you that the, the power is just something has to be done to limit their power. Yeah, I understand it, that, and, and that's why I understand and, the appeal of it. I really do. I mean, I mean, you just look at the Hunter Biden stuff. I mean, the way that the way that is just it's almost like it's non-existent. And that's because they have all that power. Yeah. Yeah. They don't they don't want to they don't don't want to cover this stuff. You know, the FBI is not interested in in investigating any of these things because there's not a Republican at the end of that rope. Right. Right. Yeah, that's that's the unfortunate part. I just yeah, I feel like we're at the point to where we've. We, we have to take action because because inaction, I think, is more detrimental than than the consequences of that going awry. I, I just I think that's a fair that's opinion to have. Opinion. Yeah, that, that's a fair opinion yeah. to have. And I think that a lot of people probably are assuming that, hey, this is the time to do it. Um, there's probably going to be some that are saying not quite, but close, maybe. Uh, there are others who might be eternal optimists and say one election can fix this. You know, that sort of thing. So for, for the crowd that thinks that, hey, we're at the end, it's we got to do this now or it's never going to happen. Then, yeah, this makes a lot of sense. My only contention is be prepared for it to fail or to not go down the way that you want it to. And it's it's always interesting when I say that people get a little upset. I'm just saying you need to be prepared to fail. If you don't have a backup plan, you're going to get you're going to get, I think, Probably, well, you run the risk. Maybe you're not going to get, but you're going to run the risk of getting caught with your pants down. 
just be prepared for it to fail. And as long as people can acknowledge that there's the possibility that it doesn't go the way that they want it to go, and they're prepared for that, and, and that's okay. You know, you've got to plan for the best and you got to, you know, plan for the worst and hope for the best. And I don't see a lot of people in that movement doing that. A lot of them have, I think, this almost romanticized notion of what is going to happen. And I'm telling you, the Democrats, the far left liberals like the Ted Kennedys and stuff, they have wanted a convention of states for a long time. So they're going to be prepared coming into this thing. So as long as you're prepared for that, that's that's fine. I just want people yeah, I, to not go in there starry-eyed. I want them to understand that this is not going to be an easy cakewalk and they're not going to get everything they want. It's going to be an ugly fight. And there's a good chance that some, some things that they don't want to happen could happen and they need to be prepared. As long as they're prepared, that's fine. That's all I'm asking for. Is that if you're going to do yeah. it, just understand that things can go sideways. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. But I just think we're marching so fast toward this new world order thing that, that yeah, I, I just... I, I think yeah. the risk is worth that. but And that's just you know, it. So, like, I, for, I, for, yeah. for you, you're at the point where, yep, the risk is worth it for me at this point in time. And so, so you have clarity there. Um, there's a lot of others who don't have that clarity. And, and all I'm trying to do is get them to that point where they have that clarity. Because then you can say, all right, is it really time to go? Because if it's time to go and it's worth the risk, then let's do this. If it's not time yet, and you still have things you can push for and work for, then maybe you need to do that stuff first. But you have clarity. You think that this is it. And I think that you're not alone there. So, yeah, I don't yeah. I don't have any concerns about you going into this thing. I mean, you seem to understand what's going on. So, Yeah, the last thing we need is the WHO dictating to us. Oh, so, there you go. I agree with that. Love the show, man. You're right. the greatest. I appreciate it, Rob. You take care. All right, we got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. MNC News Time is 5.32. Time to check out Impress Jewelry Creations, creating meaningful jewelry for the moments that last a lifetime. See, I got a couple of the guys on there know exactly what I'm talking about in the live stream. We were just having a conversation. And uh, I think what you were talking about, because we had a, a caller call up and like, if you don't get pregnant, I have sex. You know, obviously basic stuff. And then I think Ben mentioned that, you know, um, there are certain things you can purchase that don't cost very much that are very effective. And I just being me and being sarcastic said, and don't forget the hot sauce. <laughs> ben didn't understand what I meant. Um, so I had, I felt the need to explain this. And since there's a lot of very high quality young men who are athletes going through high school and college. And um, I do know that there's some people in the athletics department at Notre Dame who listen to the show. When you are famous or rich or what have you, and young men are going to do what young men do with the groupies and what have you, um, and you have liaisons with women, these women are not interested in you. These women are interested in you paying for their lifestyle for the rest of their life. That is what the vast majority of them are interested in. Now, a lot of you guys who have had a girl with you for years and then you go through the process of developing as an athlete and you go pro or what have you, you know, you're probably okay. I mean, that's a girl that's been with you through thick and thin already, right? But if suddenly, and it's not exclusive for athletes, but it's just commonplace here. Suddenly, if you're a big man on campus and all the ladies are suddenly taking an interest in you, it's because you're an athlete. It's because they see that you got dollar signs circling your head. Right. 
And they'll all disappear if you get injured. But right now they see dollar signs circling around your head. So when you get to that point, even in college before you make money, they're going to try and lock you down with a pregnancy. They're going to try and do this. You carry hot sauce with you everywhere you go. You take that that condom off, you dump some hot sauce in there. I'm telling you right now, it's it is the best way to protect yourself if you're not going to be celibate. If you're not going to Tim Tebow the world and just be a good human being, okay, and you're going to go out and do what you know everybody else does, make sure you protect yourself. I was just telling I was telling Ben this; he hadn't heard this before. Uh, but it, there was also a woman who sued somebody. I think it was a professional. I think it was an NBA player or something like that. I have to find the story. But there was a woman who actually sued the celebrity because he did the hot sauce thing because you throw it away. They fish it out. They then try to impregnate themselves and you're, you're locked down forever. And she of course doesn't go to prison. Like she should. It is a form of sexual assault. I'm sorry. It is. She should go to prison for that, but that's not how our system works. Our system doesn't protect men this way. So because he did the hot sauce thing, which, you know, kills the seed and, everything else and, and prevents, you know, it from being used. Um, but she still attempted to use it. And then she sued him because, well, she had a, an unfortunate reaction to said hot sauce. Now she wasn't supposed to be doing that, but she actually sued. I, I don't know if it is uh, an ongoing case or not. I have to look it up, but imagine that. I mean, she's outed herself. Yep, I went through the trash. I pulled it out. I was trying to steal this from him and impregnate myself. And she got busted. And she still filed a lawsuit. So, young men, protect yourself uh, if you're going to engage in that behavior. Better off to just not engage in it. But I, <laughs> who am I to tell you? Uh, <laughs> I'm ugly now. It wasn't always. So, I, I, don't, I understand. Anyway, we got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Hey, everybody. Casey Hendrickson here. Z-Bart of South Bend is the place to go if you are going to make your vehicle last. Okay, here's the deal. We got cold weather going to be rolling in, right? Got to make sure that you get the undercarriage taken care of. You go ahead and get that, that sealant on there so that way you don't have the highway sludge and the salt rusting out the, the bottom of your car. I've had two vehicles snap in half on me. You don't want that. So go to Z-Bar to South Bend, get that done before the weather gets here. I know it's still early, but make sure you get that done. Get your windows tinted because you need to protect yourself from those UV rays even in the wintertime. You don't want that snow and ice blindness coming through your windshield. And you can tint your windshield. You are allowed to do that. It just isn't a dark-colored tint, but it's a UV-protectant tint. Trust me, it is well worth it. Go to Z-Bar to South Bend for those services and much more. And as always, let Z-Bar to South Bend know that I sent you. All right, I went looking for the story. It was Drake. It was not an NBA player. It was Drake, the uh, musician. So Drake is the one that did the hot sauce thing, and the girl tried to steal it, steal the condom from him anyway, and impregnate herself, and he had put hot sauce in it. So now she's, there was a big thing in January about her suing him over all of that. So um, I don't know if she actually ever filed the lawsuit. I know that she apparently threatened to do it, and he responded to the allegations because there's a ton ton of news stories on it back in January, but uh, it was Drake that had that. And there's several other celebrities who have said that, you know, basically she fished through the trash and she 
impregnated herself and and that's how I have a kid. So yeah, it's you got to be careful. You got to be careful. I know it's not all women, but I'm talking about the type of women who chase celebrities and they're chasing that money. They're just trying to lock down an income. Um that's not all women certainly, but there's a large chunk of of these they're not even all younger ladies, man, cuz a lot of these these cougars are still trying to do it. Um but you got to be careful. So you young folks out there and you're going to be making a name for yourself, just take those extra precautions so you don't get you don't get um, tied to the wrong person for the rest of your life because you have a, a kid with them. All right. Uh, what else do we have here? That's ah, about the end of the show. I don't need to give you anything else. So here's the deal. Go to rumble.com slash Casey, the host rumble.com slash Casey, the host hit that subscribe button. Follow me on truth social at Casey, the host. And tomorrow from one to 3 PM, I will be out at nutrition HQ. Come on out, say hello. You get 25% off the entire store when you're there. And you have an opportunity to win TV 16 for the rest of the year. So definitely come on out. Nutrition HQ 5804 Grape Road in Mishawaka next to Bed Bath & Beyond. Tomorrow between 1 and 3 p.m. 25% off for my listeners. I'll see you then. Other than that, have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday. Here's Bill O'Reilly.